Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, welcome to On The Road Again. I'm Matt Stewart. I'm here with Nick Kappa. Yes. And we're documenting. This is pretty serious stuff. This is a documentary series about a comedy tour we did in uh, New South Wales and the ACT in 2019. Uh, the last episode we were talking about. Probably our toughest night on stage. Mm. Uh, so here's a bit of a palate cleanser episode today where we just stop in in a little town along the way, Junee. Yeah, a man gave us, I remember a man sent us $50. <laughs> yeah. uh, You've got a weird up. relationship with your fans. He sent us $50 to to stop at the Junee, was it Chocolate chocolate. Yeah, it was Chocolate and Licorice. I forget his name, but and he told us not to mention his full name in the on social media because his wife would find out. Oh, that yeah. That he, that's funny. Yeah, you. we were saying his name over and over that weekend. Yeah, we didn't say his full name, though. Oh, great. He's, in case his wife listens. But thank you, man. I can't remember. It was This was like... Well, we say... Seven. I'm sure we say a lot in this episode. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, what a what a guy. I what love guy. I love how people will just message you and go, here's some money to go eat chocolate in Juni. Yeah, I, <laughs> you kind of win at that point, don't you? Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. This is cool. You go, I've, I've well, made it. any tough gig is worth it. Yeah. If someone's given me some money for a bit of chocolate. It was a, a great time. We loved Junie. We, we, we were a bit, I think we we're in a bit of a hurry. Yeah, but it was such a, it was a pretty place. And we'll talk about this in the, I'm sure in the episode, but there, remember the musician? He was getting nothing. He was, mm. he was oh, playing. Yeah. He, I, he was playing different um, covers playing mainly, but it was something? like it was like Tom yeah. Waits, yeah, mixed with Paul Kelly and that sort of stuff. Beautiful, a great time, beautiful vocals, and uh, geez, I wonder if they're going to pick up a bit of that rainfall on the tin roof here. I don't. I remember this was uh, this is cool because it was drought times, right? And I remember Juni was green, yeah, and uh, yeah, I was like, wow, like this. It was the first green kind of place we'd we'd seen on our trip it's maybe appropriate that it is raining here now as yeah well. junie's bringing the rain yes so thank you junie <laughs> thank you Junie. Um, yeah so tune in see what you think uh hashtag otra if you've got any junie stories tweet at us whatever um yeah and we'll be well i mean we're going to be here with you in a moment as we're on the road and uh but we'll check back in with you after the episode as well see you soon it's on the road again just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is made Okay, you're back on the Journey of Comedy podcast. Ah, uh, that's, yeah, that's no good. <laughs> that ain't it, Kappa. The Comedic Express. Okay, getting warmer. <laughs> oh, we got some beautiful sheep on the right. Yeah, what, what breed are they? Big fat. They could be Paul Dawson. Yeah. Or Weathers. 
They're looking puffy there. Yeah, I don't know whether they're... They're definitely wool sheep. They're not meat sheep. Um, yeah, so we just drove out of Juni. Matt, Juni, great. Yeah, it was really quiet, the town. Uh, we're so driving cool. through on a Saturday afternoon and there was just no no one to be seen. But then the wind chill is horrendous. Yeah. It is really windy here. It's a very uh, pretty town. Yeah. I absolutely uh, loved it, actually. And then we were like, oh, yeah, pretty quiet, not much to see. Then we go to the chocolate factory, chocolate and licorice factory, which uh, David Dowling was it Andrew Dowling? Andrew Dowling. Andrew, yeah. fuck. Andrew Dowling kindly paid for our breakfast there. That so was thank great. you so much, Andrew. I had a scone. Yeah. I had a licorice and peppermint tea, Whoa. which I'd never had before. How was how was the licorice and peppermint tea? It was good. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. Would you I have might, it again? I would. It was it was more <laughs> subtle than I thought, the licorice. I oh, thought okay. I was going to blow my socks off, but yeah. it uh, was very subtle. I had also, they had some uh, samplers, uh, they let me, well they let me, they let everyone <laughs> sample the... Hang on, are you Matt Stewart? <laughs> you can sample our goods. Come behind this velvet rope, we'll let you sample yeah. some licorice. <laughs> Usually we don't let bloody scumbags sample our chocolate, but we'll give you a bloody, a good one. So they, there were two types they do, one's based on white flour and the other on spelt. Yeah. And this, they said the spelt one's um, a lot healthier, but I, yeah, I really couldn't tell the, couldn't really tell the two apart. Yeah. So I don't know what that says about the delicacy of my palate. <laughs> Maybe I don't have any. Sometimes people are a bit weird about that shit. You're just like, who cares? It's chocolate. But I mean, don't it's, tell me that. Well, firstly, it's not chose it was licorice, so oh, you're licorice. way off. <laughs> Whatever. You get a job there, you're like, who gives a fuck? It's all chocolate. Well, it's actually <laughs> not at all, but... No, you, you've really fucked up here. You, you cannot... Nick Cappy, you can no longer work at our licorice factory. But I moved all the way out of here from Melbourne. It is, like you say, some people get hung up on it. If anyone's going to be hung up on it, I guess it'd be the people who make the licorice. Yeah, and I guess they do take it very seriously. They do, yeah. And I do guess it is their passion and their livelihood yeah i, I like i like an occasional well this licorice. small town we're just going through now uh i don't know what it's called but two churches beautiful old pub what's this oh, place yeah. called wow oh it looks like the pub's closed but beautiful it looks fucking building. cool yeah yeah wow that was great don't know what place that was <laughs> it was somewhere that's 23 k's from kutamundra yeah. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ, this is beautiful country. The yeah. Riverina is absolutely beautiful. I'm in the Riverina. I am loving this drive. We're, it's like every we're driving through a, a, a Frederick McCubbin painting. Painting. <laughs> yeah, it's good you know Frederick McCubbin. That's great. He's my number one. <laughs> He's your number one. Yeah. Uh, the pioneer, so- best piece of artwork ever. Yeah. The triptych of uh, the th- yeah, the three-piece painting. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. So good. A real tribute to Australian, you know, Australian pioneering, pioneering uh, colonialism. Yeah, pretty rough time, really. Yeah, very, very. Yes. Looking back, actually, yeah, actually a real, time. A but... real celebration of killing off another nation to prosper another. Uh, but. 
it's it's still beautiful country, and I love it. Um, it I don't know why I said oh, I love it like that, like I was in some movie or some shit. I think we've. I'm on a bit of a chocolate high or something. Yeah, you buzz. I feel. I feel delirious. That or chocolate something. buzz. It, you because you had a full on looking drink. I had a white was. white chocolate and raspberry, like hot chocolate. It looked like that was packed out with sugars. Man, it was great. I I really enjoyed it, but I haven't had sugar besides beers. Uh, the last couple of days. I think beer's what. relatively low on sugar. I think a lot Is of it? the sugar's taken out in the in the brewing process. Yeah. It goes in, but I think it's the sugary properties are sort of used up in the in the where as the alcohol's made. So someone told me, which made me feel better about drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well now I feel real good. I, I might have fifty tonight. I think there was some. Oh, there's some idea like the. Yeast eats the sugar, and that, and then that can, so basically pisses out alcohol. That's like the process. Oh. The yeast consumes the sugar, and that combined makes alcohol. Some scientists will be listening. Here. <laughs> Kicking his, his, his wall. Very angry. Fury. Or a brewer. Yeah. <laughs> or the man at the licorice factory. Yeah, they'll we're, all be doing. We've pissed a lot walls. of. We've really pissed a lot of people yeah, off. A lot of important people. Eat your heart out, your pal. This is this is out. <laughs> We're taking on the, what is it? The fucking brewers and those yeah. licorice makers. Is that Chappelle Corby you're talking about? Yeah, Chappelle Corby. <laughs> Take that, Chappelle Corby. Chappelle Corby. She's always trying to ruin people in her stand-up specials. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been a great great time. Uh, Junie was nice, and then we went through the town. We thought, oh, this is quiet, and it's windy. It's like no one's here. Yeah. But then you go to this old, like this big old warehouse. Yeah. And it looks like shit from the outside, but it still looks cool. It looks sick, yeah. yeah. You say, I reckon it looks amazing. It's like split down the middle from the peak of the building, down the uh, the wall, one half, like a, was it red brick or? Yeah, something like that. It was a, a, a brick and the other half was old tin sheets. Yeah. It looks sick, I loved it. I took a few photos, big fan. And you're not a photo taker. I'm not. I, I should take more than I. I was do. surprised when you took a few. Uh, yeah. So walked in there. Absolutely beautiful on the inside. It's got like a restaurant and a cafe. Some guy was playing like Tom Waits style versions of songs. Yeah, I think there. I, I imagine there was some. It was some original stuff as well. But he was also playing like he he played dumb things by Paul Kelly. But it was like yeah, Tom Waits playing dumb things. It was great. And he also, so he had, he had a loop pedal, which he wasn't using heaps, but he used it a little bit when he pulled out his clarinet. Yeah, oh, yeah. He also had a harmonica, so, but he, he did a few big clarinet solos, and that was when he was using the um, the, the loop pedal to play, keep, keep his uh, acoustic guitar playing along. Ooh, that's skill. That's real cool. I, I loved his music. His style was great. It's probably shit to say that he was like Tom Waits. No, yeah, no, just, it is. That's, prob- that's prob- like being a real basic bitch. Yeah, that, yeah. Not enough reference points, but... Yeah. He was like Tom Waits in the way that he had a, that deep, uh, yeah. croaky voice. It was really nice. It was great. I could listen to him all day. I saw once saw a journalist describe uh, Tom Waits, like when I was a teenager or something, and it's... I've struggled to think of it in any other way, but they called it... 
his uh, whiskey-soaked voice. Ah, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I heard that about Mike Lanigan as well. Yeah, yeah, so it's a, it's almost a cliche. Anyone with a gravelly voice. Uh, yeah. we've, we've actually, while we've been on the road, we've had a couple of standout tracks. They've been great. Leave a Light On For Me by Belinda oh, Carlisle. Oh, that went off. That went off. We're we turned that up all the way up to the... To as, as loud as our ears could take it, about you know thirty percent of volume capacity. It's, it's nice to know when you have a friend that's into a, a single like that. It's an absolute killer. That's a banger. Yeah, that's an all-time great track. Uh, My apartment by Custard. That went off. What a riff. That went off. Great. One of the great riffs. We were loving in the Belinda Carlisle track. Where, uh, you were pointing out how good the solo is. Yeah. And how it was. It was over time. Yeah, it was over to yeah. There was yeah. a brief period, I, I guess. I mean, we weren't really around for it, but it was somewhere in the eighties. There were must have been just for a few years. All even pop singles all had soaring guitar solos, and then not long after, they were replaced by uh, like a guest rapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who you would never have heard of. Yeah. That was, not like today, where it'll be like big name guest rappers. Back then, it would just it would be an unknown guest rapper that probably that the. the the studio picked up maybe the one of the studio executives nephews or something would yeah. come in <laughs> rapper verse yeah um and then I reckon before guitar I reckon there was a time was sax solo like in the A Street Band sort of yeah. era it was that, was that was big sax solo two thirds of the way through the song what would it be these days yeah I that's where the drop happens. There's like I guess. a yeah, the drop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's like a real dude. Um, I always find now also a lot of songs, a lot of pop songs have like kids singing at the start, like ah. we are gonna like a choir or something. Yeah, like, we are gonna have a good time. Something and it's yeah. all have a good time. Java, Java and then and, an they, and then they're like let's all have a good time. You know what I mean? Like that kind of... Uh, I think you just wrote your first hit single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's, you know, like... Um, uh, who, anyway, I don't know. But uh, it's kind of all that samey stuff. But yeah, Belinda Carlisle, Custard. We just listened to that great Neil Young song that was good. What was it called? Uh, Cowgirl in the Sand. Cowgirl in the Sand. Yeah. Great. A great, great track. track. Yeah, it's one of the early days. I think it might be up his first solo or yeah. first, maybe first album with the with Crazy Horse. Um, Knives Out by Radiohead. Oh yeah, I was, yeah, we got on a bit of a stretch of Radiohead yesterday. What's that thing flapping at the front of the car? Uh, it's like a little the rubber seal around the headlight. Oh right, come, okay. Come I loose. just noticed that and I was like, fuck, what is that? <laughs> Did we just hit like a rubber man or something? That's a piece of licorice that we <laughs> picked up. It does look like a large bit of licorice. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, so, Junie, great. I reckon 
eight, eight and a half. Yeah, it was hard because we didn't spend too much didn't, time didn't, there in the town. It's hard didn't to feel like it was alive. But uh, yeah, I'm imagining... it's so cold. Yeah. And we're used to Melbourne, where Melbourne people come out no matter what. Yeah, because well, normally there's something drawing them out in the winter. It's like middle of footy season and yeah. other things going on, so you'll see more people around. But Now, I have a great fact about Juni. Yeah, what do you got? Yeah. So, uh, okay. Pro, uh, there was a yeah, European settlement. Leopold de Salas, pastoral, pastoralist, and later politician was one of the first squatters to open up the Riverina region to grazing. Ah. He established the Juni pastoral run in 1845. Right. Leopold held the license for his run for a total of three years. Right, so you break that down, what does that mean? So a squatter now is like an illegal tenant, right? But yeah. back then was it a, a legal thing or was that, did it mean the same thing? I think it's a settlement, yeah, I think it kind of meant the same thing. But you could, oh yeah, this is a place, it's, it's flat or it's got the most rivers joining right. to it. I'll I'm squat here. It. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, bought the license. Now. Uh, is there prop Wyoming and a post office a post office opened in 1862 and a, and a village called Juni was gazetted in 1863 right. on the wool road to Sydney that same year yes Ben Hall and his bush ranging gang raided the village oh we're on the Ben Hall trail yes Holy shit. Yep. That's yep. great. And this is a full 10 years before the St Kilda Football Club was set up in 1873. Ah. So that was in the time at that point, I think, only... So there were bush rangers when AFL was around. Yeah, well, I think even in 1863, I think, I think Mel... I feel like Melbourne would have been set up by then, and so would Geelong. Ah, uh, yep. yep. Maybe, yeah, they're the two oldest clubs. But yeah, that's um, it's pretty amazing to think of so much stuff because I guess, yeah, Ned Kelly the, uh, and Burke and Wills, they were sort of like 1870s, early 1880s, I think, around that time. Yeah. So there was this sort of, and the gold rush was around then as well. Yeah. So there were all these, all these big things happened in those decades where I guess, yeah, Australia as we know it now is really starting to form. Uh, so I'm just trying to look up the. Ah, here we go. I'm just trying to. Okay. So. Uh, some of Australia's most notorious bush rangers and their gangs left their mark on Junee Shire and wrote their way into history. So, Captain Moonlight. I don't, I've never heard of Captain Moonlight. Moonlight, yeah. I was about to say Captain Woodlight. That's a very, that's a, a that's flashlight. A, that's, a, that's like a flashlight. Captain Fleshlight. Yeah, that's a different thing. Uh, Captain Moonlight. Yeah, no, he, he's been suggested as a topic for Do Go On before. I don't know too much about him, but yeah, ah. apparently an interesting story. 
Local folklore suggests that Captain Moonlight and his gang used a high hill above the cemetery as their lookout. Whilst this cannot be confirmed, if you glance up to the hill from the site with the interpretive sign, you would agree that it is an ideal lookout over the village. Right. So that's kind of what he... That was, uh, so, I'm just... Oh, yeah, Ben... Okay, here we go. Here's Ben Hall. All right. So Ben Hall and his group of bushrangers held up the combined post office and hotel at Old Junee and then held captive members of the Hammond family in a nearby station homestead of Wyoming. Ah. So the poor old bloody Hammond family. He doesn't sound like a good bloke, this Ben Hall bloke. I don't... No. <laughs> uh, okay. But it was only, no, but it was not only old Junie that was terrorised by the bushrangers on their visit. A storekeeper from Bethugra, Bethungra, Bethungra, was gunned down as he fled from the infamous Johnny O'Mealy. Ben Hall was just 27 years of age when he was shot dead near Forbes in early in May of 1865 after being surprised in the bush by a party of police that had surrounded him during the night. Was it like their Christmas break-up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? But it was in May. Oh, right, Christmas in May. Yeah, yeah they, they did it differently back then. <laughs> Cops used to, yeah, because it was a busy time they had to work through December, so they'd have their Christmas break-up Christmas break thing. When did the Christmas thing come in? <laughs> Just because of the police party. He's buried under the grave. He's buried near the grave of Ned Kelly's sister, who was drowned at Forbes in 1898. So there you go. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you, like, um, Ben Hall terrorised a lot of these towns. I wonder if he terrorised Goldman. I'll have to check that. Yeah, feels like we're following in his footsteps. We're, so, where are we now? We're in the birthplace of Sir Donald Bradman. Kudamundra. Oh. Whoa. Kudamundra tyres. Apparently, that's where Donald Bradman <laughs> got his tyres yeah, changed. Yeah, that's where he got his tyres changed. That's where he bought a pair of Bridgestones. Well, not yeah. a pair, four. <laughs> he was, he was <laughs> he pretty tight. <laughs> he went in to get a pair. A pair. And they and upsold it. They, they said, <laughs> like, well, you'll probably need four. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know who I am? I'm fucking Donald Bradman. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you still need four <laughs> tyres. And he goes, I'm Donald Bradman. I'm Donald Bradman. <laughs> I learned how to play cricket with a stump and a golf ball. And then, Don't uh, tell me what I need to do. Then after driving on two tyres and two rims, making a lot of sparks, <laughs> tearing up the road, and only getting 100 metres before the having to stop he got out and he's like yeah I'm, I'm going to need two more tyres <laughs> he walked back it's another great looking town wow railway tavern that looks awesome cricket fuck look at that look at that pub oh Kuna Mundra is so beautiful a little of that main yeah Jesus Christ so should we uh, well we'll do it should we do a separate one for Kuna Mundra if you've got such... Oh, maybe you can, yeah, give us some Bradman facts. Okay, let's go in. We'll check it out. Okay, so that's that's been Junie. Great town. Great town. Uh, it's hard to give it a, as high a rating yeah. as some of the others. Yeah. Just because I don't know if we fully experienced it. But I had a... Certainly the chocolate and licorice place, I had a, a real 7 out of 10 time. Yep. 
Okay, uh, we'll see you again on the road. All again. Right. <laughs> Later. Holy moly, what an episode. Jeez, you, you know, talking about that hot chocolate you had, I was yeah. drinking it all over again. Even, I think I had a tea. Yeah. You had the hot chocolate. I brought some chocolates for my girlfriend. Yeah, I brought some chocolates home as well. What do you think? Man, they were great. Great. So be- And I I, uh, I remember I raided them like, yeah. within two nights. They're yeah. all gone. Chocolate and licorice, the bullets. It's just oh. that's... I hadn't thought about them in so long, but geez, it was a it was a great treat. It was, and thanks to the uh, we <laughs> forgot the dude's name who sent us the money, but thank you so much uh, for for pitching in and buying us some some chocolate delicious treats. Yeah, what a legend! Honestly, if you'd sent the money to me directly, mate, I would have remembered your name. I think what Kappa's done here is quite rude. <laughs> So I apologise to him. Yeah, and we won't mention your full name because your wife was angry. You, I mean, you won't mention his full name because you don't know any of his names. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. What cool a man. man. Cool. What a man. What a man. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, man, I think around this time you were listening to your mix. We were listening to your big mix. Oh, what was that? Spotify mix, and we were talking about a lot of stuff. And I think... On this part of the drive, I showed you the song Dark Star by Crosby, Stills and Nash. Oh, yeah, that rings a bell great, for sure. Great song. Funny little silly song. I've been, I've been yeah, doing a bit of reading about... Uh, apparently, they're, they're, they do not get on anymore. Uh, who's the Brit? Is it Stills? Oh, right. Yeah, Stephen Stills? Yeah. A, I that. Yeah. Uh, he... He was saying that Crosby's really just really yeah he he's sort of he's broken them up and he he's they'll never reconcile. Oh, that's a bummer. A lot of there's a lot of fights within those kind of things, isn't there? Bands. Mm. I'm, I I watched this uh, documentary on these guys who make tattoos, who do tattoos and and photography on um, it's called L.A. Kings or something like that on oh, Netflix. Yeah. And uh, Blink One Eighty Two said that on their last tour they weren't talking to each other, they hated each other. Right. And they were still playing the music. But now they're back together again. Without I don't I'm not a what, fan of Blink One Eight. One member down though, are they? Yeah, something like that. But they all hated each other on this tour and that's kinda of weird, isn't it? I guess when you tour that much with somebody you Whereas it's, you and I love each other more and more. That's right. <laughs> well, I think it's an ego. There's ego things, yeah, I think, ego we're, things. we're such better beta cucks that Yeah, um, we are, yeah. You know, when there's no alpha dogs in this yeah, yeah, that's true. And I mean, your podcasts do go on. You guys are kind of, yeah. No, there's no alpha there, is there? So I can't see any. <laughs> no, I any, think. Or Dave, Dave's a bit of a hard nut, isn't I he? I think. Well, the the secret of success is just sort of knowing each other's place and stuff. You sort of end up figuring out like a family. Yeah, you yeah, know, you know, yeah. you know everyone's breaking points and that sort of stuff, and you. Uh, I think that's smart. I think we've figured each other ones out do you, for sure. Do you know what? Well, I don't know if we've ever fully pushed each other yeah. up, beat that far, but I reckon you can. You, if you can read signs, yeah. and you're not an asshole, yeah, you'll just back off in those 
yeah, because you know, driving around, and obviously our tour's been yeah. pretty, relatively short compared to someone who's recording in a studio for months and then yeah, yeah. touring for a year. Yes. But, um, yeah, I think that surely the secret is just sort of um, giving each other space when you need it. It's It's hard because when you are a... In order to go that next step of friendship with somebody, you do need to go through a, few, a one weird or hard time together. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like a weird, hard time. Yeah, that probably makes sense. I guess, yeah, most relationships, if they last and long they enough... And they either crack or get come stronger. Back. Like yeah. a collarbone. But it's terrible, and isn't it? Apparently collarbones, they heal stronger than before they break. Oh, really? That's a fun fact, if true. It's the only it's bone I've ever broken, I think. <laughs> Apart from my nose, but that's cartilage, isn't it? I mean, we're getting into sci- on Wait, the science road this is again. The first time this isn't there. in the lab again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, well, well, fucking what episode is this? This is the licorice episode, uh, yeah, Junie. Junie, great town. Go go there. So nice and green. Hit that road. Yeah, and as we all hit us up on social medias, uh, let us know what you're thinking of the series. Yeah, Kappa Flapper. This was just a, honestly, I mean, we haven't really talked about this unless we have in the at the time. Um, and good luck if you can hear it over the engine. But um, <laughs> we <laughs> we um, we the idea you just said to me just before we headed off, you're like, you want to bring your your Zoom? Let's make a podcast. It yeah. was really just a spur of the moment thing. So. Who knows if it's any good or not? And then, you, what's your mate's name? Who's helped? Uh, who edited it all together? Uh, Nabby. Nabby. Callum McNab. Uh, let me know. He he edits stuff so good. He's he's a master. He he does the production on on my other podcast called The Phone Hacks. And uh, yeah, he's a real wizard. I think this was basically inaudible uh, before we gave it yeah, to him. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. <laughs> it was. It was sort of like the Phil Spector wall of sound. Yeah. Um, but you. You, there was no sweet. We had this little between. ball microphone. Yeah, but you're not right. meant to talk. You're only meant to talk into the front of it, and we thought it'd be great if we talked into each side of it. Ah, <laughs> is that something we fucked up? <laughs> I think that's something. Yeah, we... I'd never used it before. We just pulled it out of there. It was something in the kit there. I'd normally always plug mics into mm. it, but we just used it as a help handheld mic. Anyhow, I think there was another attachment which would have been better, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. These are lessons we can learn for next time. Yes. Um, anyway, we'll see you next time where we're going to be talking about uh, the birthplace of Bradman. Kutamundra. Kutamundra. Cannot wait to chat about that. So until then, see you on that road again. See you on that road again. You keep on that road. Again. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.